Hi, I'm Ron Hudson, the lead pastor of Calvary Baptist Church, and this is the Team Podcast. It's all about serving your ministry team, giving you the tools you need and the information you need to help grow as a team. This week, I'm sharing a talk I gave at the Pittsburgh Youth Workers Conference about technology in ministry. It gets a little nerdy, but hopefully you can take away a tool that will help you and your team in ministry. I was speaking to a group of youth pastors, so that kind of gives you an idea of the context for the talk. All right, how you guys doing? You good? I'm Ron Hudson. Um, I'm the lead pastor at Calvary Baptist Church, but I wasn't lead pastor when they asked me to do this. So um, I was the, I've been there 15 years. Um, the youth ministry started as a lay leader, just kind of worked my way up. Before that, I was a missionary kid in Japan. So I spent about seven years growing up in Japan. So I've been doing like ministry as long as I can remember. Um, so I'm a, a huge nerd, and I want to share that with you guys today and talk about technology in ministry. So the first thing I want to talk to you about is tools versus toys. Tools versus toys. And I'll probably talk for about 35 to 40-ish minutes and then just have question and answer because I'm sure you guys will have questions. Maybe I can help you get unstuck in some area. So when, when uh, we talk about technology... Generally, the people in your church, maybe it's you, maybe it's people in your church who like technology, who volunteer to do this stuff, they do it because they like the tech. Sometimes they like the tech more than the people. So I, that was me for a long time. I was like, just I want whatever toy I can get. Give me the toy, and I want to play with it, and it'll be cool. But I didn't always use it as tools. And so when we use technology, it could be tools or toys, but your technology should serve your workflows, not the other way around. Okay, so anytime you're picking technology, it should serve the workflow that you want to use in your ministry. So you have something that needs to get done, and then you want to find the technology to do it, not, this is a cool new technology, how can we figure out how to use this? It's kind of like going to a conference and coming home and starting six new programs because you heard cool things. Uh, it's not a good idea, it's, it's bad news, it's going to hurt you. So sometimes we try to do that, we try to wedge technology in where it doesn't fit, the other thing that a lot of churches do or a lot of people do that is we try to get the cheapest software or hardware we can find because it saves us some money, but we, we forget that what we're saving in cost for the software or hardware, we're actually costing in people because those people don't want to run it. Your volunteers are like, this is disgusting. This is difficult to use. Fellowship One, is uh, it's like the church database software we use. It's horrible. It's awful. I'm moving away from it. We're getting, we're switching away from that, but... I got it because it had all the bells and whistles. It does everything out there. It's like the most full-featured. But I, I've watched hours of videos and still can't figure out how to do some of the workflow stuff because it's just so convoluted and clunky. And so I get volunteers, and I try to train them on it, and they're like, no, I would rather die. So, you know, <laughs> that's not helping me. So you want to pick the technology that your, your volunteers are going to be super excited to use, and that's not going to disgust them. So just remember that. So I want to share with you some tools in the context of systems. Because if you use your tools in the context of systems, then you kind of start to understand where the tools fit in. Does that make sense? So the first thing I want to share with you is, blessed are the list makers, for they shall inherit volunteers. Blessed are the list makers, for they shall inherit volunteers. So what does this mean? It means that you want to find a project management tool. The number one tool that I use in ministry is Nosby. This is my favorite. I've gone, I've tried like so many other ones. I've, I've played with so many other toys out there and just productivity suites and software. And Nosby is what I keep coming back to. I would move away from it because it would raise the price and it would get a little more expensive. And my wife would yell at me. My wife's back there in the back. She's hanging out with me today. And she'd be like, why are you spending that? Because I paid for it out of my pocket. Like, the church wouldn't even pay for it. I was just like, I need to be organized as a, as a person. This, it started out five bucks a month. It went to eight bucks a month. I think it's 10 bucks a month for two people now. But I was like, I need to be organized. So Nosby was awesome. I've also used Asana. I started using it when it was beta. I was one of their beta testers. It was pretty awesome. Basecamp I've also used. These are all project management tools. Until you're clear about what you need to do, why you need to do it, and how, you can't, and how we're going to do it here, you can't focus on the who. So until not only you, but everyone on your team is crystal clear on what are we supposed to do tonight? It's youth night. What are we supposed to do? Or it's Sunday morning. What am I supposed to do? Why am I doing that? And how do we do it here at this church? How do we do it here at this ministry? Until they're very clear on that, then they can't focus on who. How many of you have found yourself running around trying to hook up 
technology or print some last minute copies or other things. Meanwhile, your students are just kind of like mingling, right? I thought our whole purpose was to connect with students, yet because we want to print sheets and we need to have the band ready and so we're printing music for them and we're, the slides aren't working so we're restarting the computer and we're, the technology then can get in the way of us connecting with students. And a lot of times it's because we're the only one that knows what we're trying to do. Why are we trying to turn this on? Well, I want to show this video later. But you're the only one that knows that. Um, why do you want to show that video? Well, because it illustrates this amazing piece that will help them understand why their parents care about them when they're yelling about it. I don't think they understand it, but when they see this little story clip, they're going to get that. Okay, so this is really important. Without this clip, my whole message is going to fall apart. Like the whole, we're not going to connect this whole point. We got to get this piece of tech. So the why behind that and how are we going to do it here? Well, we use this software and this is how you set it up and this is how it works. So until you get this clear, then you can't focus on the who. Once you focus, once you get really clear about what, why, and how, then you can focus on the who, not only yourself, but your teams as well. And so these tools, Basecamp, Nosby, Asana, um, Nosby, I love, there's promo code Pastor Hudson. If you use promo code Pastor Hudson, you'll save 10%. And then I also get 10% off on a subscription for my team. So that's a win-win. Pastor Hudson's the, the promo code there. It's pretty cool. Use technology so you only have to do the painful work one time, okay? You could start to document these what, whys, and hows in systems like Basecamp, Nosby, and Asana. Get it outside of yourself, start to document it so that you, can, you only have to do that one time. It's really painful, it's hard, it's no fun, but once you get it done, then it's, it's done one time. Let me, let me show you how that works. It's called scripting the process. My, uh, my senior pastor, or previous senior pastor, he's now my executive pastor. Um, we still work great together, but he worked 35 years at UPS. And he would see me running around like a chicken with my head cut off, trying to get my teams to do stuff. I had volunteers, I have student leadership, they're all trained, but I would be running around doing all the work while they sat around like, what are we supposed to do? Well, I didn't tell them what, I, what they were supposed to do, you know, because it was all jammed up in my head and I'm running around and I'm last minute and I'm trying to put the pieces together. And he's like, you're killing yourself, man. You need to get yourself out of the plan. And he explained to me the reason that I couldn't get people to help and the reason that I was having so much trouble and feeling like I was the only one working. You ever? Okay. I'm the only one that cares around here. What are you doing? You don't care about this. Don't you know you shouldn't dress like that or show up like that or be like that? Well, it was all jammed up in my head. So I had to get myself out of the plan. He said, if you have a job in the plan, if you have five jobs that need to happen that night and you have one of those jobs, then... What happens when one of these other four jobs blows up and catches fire? You have a problem. That means you either have to decide um, you're going to leave your job and let that burn down to go put that fire out or just let them burn. Either way, you're losing a volunteer, you're losing students. It's a bad situation. So if I could get the plan, and I figured out the only way to get myself out of the plan is to get the plan outside of me and get it documented. The only way to get the outside of the plan is to get the plan outside of you and get it into a documented system, then when something burns down, I can go to that. And I can document it, and I can figure it out, and then I can help train them and fix that, and we can, we can fix that so the next time it doesn't happen because we now have a system where we can deal with it. Okay, so this is, um, this is an example. It's kind of small, I'll read through some of it. This is one of our Nosby projects for a new sermon series at church, okay? So what you could do in Nosby or Basecamp is create templates, project templates. And what it is, is it's a huge list of tasks that have to be done, all these little um, minute things that have to be done to make something successful. And you could save that as a template, like a project template. You save it as a project template, it's called new series template. And then all I have to do every time, every four weeks or so, uh, every six weeks, when we get ready to start a new series, is I go into my project templates and I hit create new project. I name it. And all these tasks are created and assigned to the people who do these things. I don't do all these things. They're already assigned to people who do them. And so I have to train them on what they're due one time, but then they're assigned to it. And then inside each of these tasks, I can attach files. I can leave comments if they need a question. If maybe they're going to upload the new series art to the website, but they have a, a question about the sizing or they forgot the, the login password, they can go in here and write a comment on this task. Hey, at Ron. What's, I forgot how to do the password, can you call me or whatever? That'll ping my phone, and I know, and I can, I can either answer it right there, I can solve that problem, and they go on with life. This is huge. You can create tasks. 
for my team, delegating is so hard, right? How many of you are great delegators? How many of you are horrible delegators? Okay, that's a common theme, right? So now I just create a task and then put someone's name on it, all right? Because they're like, they tell me, I want more tasks, okay. So then I can just assign a task to them and then it gets done. And if they have a question, they can, they can ask about it in a comment. So right, for instance, we have whiteboard series arcs. So we'd sit down with a whiteboard or something and we would whiteboard out the, the, the big idea of the series, the four-week series. We would identify the four themes and questions leading to a decision. We'd pick the series title, design the artwork, design the series bumper video, build message one, visuals and outline. That's like the, the PowerPoint and all that stuff. Um, write the small group questions for message one. Upload the new series art. Decide if we need a photographer. Maybe we're going to hire a photographer to come in if it's a special event or something like that. Plan music and games for four weeks. This would be like for youth, you know? So we're gonna plan that out ahead of time. Um, schedule volunteers for four weeks. Write five emails to parents. Write five emails to volunteers. Write 10 text messages. Make five Instagram photos. And all these things are stuff that needs to happen every single time that we, we generate a new series, okay? And you're like, oh, I don't do any of that stuff. Well, sometimes I don't, so, okay? But it'll never get done if it's not documented. If it's not, if I have, if I see, wow, I got a lot of emails to write, then I can start looking for a volunteer who doesn't want to come hang out with students, but is an incredible writer. You got people like that in your church. Maybe they work for a newspaper, maybe they work for a publication. You've just kind of seen some of the stuff they've written on their thank you cards. And you're like, wow, they're a good writer. Maybe I can send them a big, like a, a couple sentences or paragraphs about these ideas and the message, and they can write the emails. And what they do is they put all those in one big Google Doc. Okay, the communications Google Doc, which we'll talk about shared doc, and write all the emails. And then, so then you have another person who will send the emails out and they can send those emails out. Um, here's a weekly one. This would be a weekly template or a weekly checklist that we would create in Basecamp or Asana or um, Nosby. Send week one emails. I can assign this to anyone, okay? It's got the context, you know, they need to be at the computer, what tool they're gonna to be using. And again, inside this can have the attachment, it can have the actual text of the email. So all they do is copy, paste, and send out the email. Print the PCO schedule, we'll talk about that in a second. Print the band music, print small group questions, send text messages, set up songs and slides in the computer, prepare game resources and set up check-ins. These can all be assigned to different people. And so then you can see they've checked it off or they haven't done it and it can be assigned to different people and you can have the details of what they need to do in that so they show up and they know exactly what they're supposed to do, why they're supposed to do it, and how to do it. And I don't have to do it all. I don't have to go crazy because I've got it, I've got it managed out to other people. And you might be saying, well, how am I gonna get somebody to do that? You'll never get somebody to do it until you know what they need to do because when you just ask people, will you help in kids' ministry or youth ministry, you might as well ask them if they'd like to go in solitary confinement for the rest of their life because there's no end. What, what do you want me to do? Well, you know, just show up Wednesday. <laughs> no, that's... But if you could say, I need someone that will, every, every few weeks, that will help me write emails to parents. You kind of know where parents are at. You, you know our heart of our ministry. Would you be willing to do that? Okay, I can do that. I need someone that can help me write text messages. I need someone who can run MailChimp and send out emails. You could do this from home. Would you be willing to do that for us? Oh, okay. And so you could start to piecemeal out these little, little jobs, okay? Um, so I'm gonna step you guys through some of the, the specific tools that we would use to accomplish these things, and then um, we'll have some Q&A, okay? So first off, let's look at documents. I use Evernote today um, in the sessions. I'm using Evernote to take notes. Um, I use Evernote constantly for sermon ideas, game ideas, illustration ideas. I constantly have um, a little Evernote note going where I can pull it up and I get an idea. I'm in the kitchen, I'm washing dishes, and I get this crazy idea for an illustration. I can dry my hands, pull out my phone, pull up the Evernote, and throw that in there. That way, when I go to do sermon prep or put together a series or event, then we have those ideas stored. So Evernote just helps me capture that stuff. It helps me um, just make notes for myself personally, and it's, it's really good. So you can kind of store everything in there. Google is amazing. Google Docs, Google Calendar, they have Google Docs, spreadsheets, and even slides now. I'm running this on Keynote, but um, I'm, I'm gonna start playing with Google Slides and see if that works, if that's something worth using. 
Calendar's amazing too. Google Docs is essential. You should not be emailing documents back and forth to people, okay? If you make Google Docs, you can invite people to the document, and everybody can see that document at the same time. So you can say, I'm inviting you to the small group, the small group questions for this series, okay? So you send that out to everybody. And then two weeks in, you realize, man, I really want to reword that question. So what do you do? You just open up the Google Doc and reword the question. And then when they go and they look at the doc, it's already updated. It's already updated. So you don't have to email back and forth. Everybody always has the current version. They can put comments in the Google Doc. It's awesome. Like I said, with the emails, I would have somebody just write all the emails. You got emails to volunteers, emails to parents. You can put all that communication in one big document. I, um, we make templates for emails, templates for all kinds of stuff in Google Docs. That way, everybody can work on it together and collaborate together. Um, our weekly staff meeting notes are in a Google Doc. So people can go and add stuff on the agenda and take stuff off the agenda. And they can be ready ahead of time. Um, the spreadsheets are awesome. Google Forms are amazing. We'll talk a little bit more about that. Google Calendar. You could make a calendar for all of your youth events, church events, and share that with all of your volunteers so they can see what's coming up and what's going on. Google Docs is amazing. If you're not using that, then um, you really should. So next up, let's look at um, stuff for designing artwork. Okay, so there's two parts. There's the software and then there's the know-how. Um, software, obviously Photoshop. If you've never heard of Photoshop, it's, it's huge, it's massive. It's on Windows and Mac. It has a, a good bit of a learning curve. So it's kind of, you know, this is what I would use to design um, series art, graphics, things like that. Um, on iOS, if, if you have an iPad and you want to be like quick and dirty and get something done, Pixelmator is amazing. I think it's five, ten bucks, but it could do pretty much everything Photoshop does and you can do it right on an iPad. The big thing that you get with Photoshop or Pixelmator is, is called layered formatting. And so what that does is it's like a, you can have your, your picture here and then you can put text on top of it, but since the text is on its own layer, you can go back and move the text around. And then you can put something else on top of that, something else on top of that. And so you can build these really complex, cool art composites, okay? If you're looking for a free version of something to do that, GIMP is also another way. Okay, I was going to mention well. GIMP Shop, because GIMP Shop is like a Photoshop knockoff. I don't specifically mention GIMP, because it's even more difficult to use in Photoshop. It's, it's challenging. It's insane. So, but yeah, if you're a super nerd and you want free, GIMP is, is um, graphic, it's the uh, GIMP. I don't know what it stands for. Uh, yeah, GIMP is, uh, what's that? Yeah, GNU, GNU Image Manipulation Program. Boom, right there. Okay, thank you. <laughs> All right, so uh, yeah, GIMP, but there's GIMP Shop, which is like probably Photoshop 5, like knockoff, and it's free. Um, I think there's some ads in it. He got in a fight with the other guy. Anyways, but uh, so you could check that out. But if you're on iPad, man, Pixelmator is just a quick and dirty, easy thing to use. Now, as far as designing actual artwork, you're like, how do I do a sermon, those cool graphics? Go check out ProChurchTools.com. ProChurchTools.com, they have all kinds of tutorials. This guy is dedicated to taking the mystery and difficulty out of making church graphics videos. They have ProChurch Academy. They have a, a podcast where they talk through like what tools to use. It's just an amazing resource. They got, so you could go and learn how to, to start making sermon bumpers or making title art and things like that. ProChurchTools.com, um, I can't recommend them enough. Let's look at videos. Videos, um, I used Adobe Premiere back in the day on PC, and then I, used, I played with it on Mac. Um, I have used uh, Final Cut, but I think nowadays it's, it's kind of overkill for a lot of the stuff that I do. I, for most of the stuff I do, iMovie on my Mac can get it done, and it's free. It's free, I could just get it done. I mean, because I'm just doing like fades or direct clips with some music underneath. Um, most of the stuff I do on iMovie is, uh, is testimonial videos. So we have baptism videos of somebody's testimony when they get baptized. But iMovie on Mac um, and iOS is just great. Animoto, animoto.com is really cool. You could just upload, a, say you get back from camp and you just wanna die and you have like 300 pictures. You could just massive upload all of those pictures to Animoto, pick a song and then they put together this awesome like moving 
slideshow and you can have your little five minute, three minute video that you want to show in the service and it's done. Now it costs money, but if you email them and say, I'm a nonprofit and I'm poor, then they'll give you a free subscription for a year and then next year you beg again and they'll hook you back up. Um, Animoto is really cool. Again, ProChurchTools.com, they have all kinds of stuff on how to make these videos, how to make testimony videos, how to do sermon videos. They interview people like from Elevation Church on how they did their testimony videos, their baptism videos, lots of cool stuff. Another amazing freebie, which I, if you're not using this and you have a, an iPad, is Adobe Voice. It's, it's amazing. It has free stock photos that you could get that are all Creative Commons. It has icons, and you can make these really cool animated videos like super fast. You just kind of storyboard it out, you record the stuff, it puts the music in, it times it all for you, and they turn out amazing. Adobe Voice for making videos. I use this for events, so we did an all-nighter at the YMCA. I sat down, I spent about 20 minutes and, and put my rules, okay? You know, guys are blue, girls are pink, no purple. Um, listen to the staff, anybody with a staff shirt on, you know, when, when we eat, make sure you take one. All that stuff that I need to communicate quickly, do that in Adobe Voice, just boom, just like that, uh, to promote events. Come check out this event coming this Friday. You can, you can do it so quick in Adobe Voice. You can export it, save the video, throw it in your, uh, in your PowerPoint or your keynote and you're ready to go. It's, it's really awesome. Another cool idea I did with Adobe Voice is I did like our, our kind of intro video, like a countdown video and then intro to who we are as a youth group, kind of like a culture building thing. So we are a place where, where broken people find hope. We're a safe place for safe people. We're a respectful place for respectful people. Just that kind of thing of who we are as a youth group. I made that video, recorded it all myself, but then I went to my youth group and asked, Diane, would you record this one? And I hit record and she says that part. And then I go over to Corey, would you record this one? And hit record and he says that part. So then once I got it all done, it's actually the students' voices that are narrating the video. And it would be like two of them here, like no cell phones, we turn those off during lesson time. Like it would, they would have their own funny thing. And um, the whole thing, Adobe Voice, piece of cake, it's really awesome. Okay, let's talk about sermon visuals. This is some of the stuff I'm using today. Right now I'm using Keynote on my iPad with an Apple TV. That's what this little box is. These are about 69 bucks right now. It's, it's awesome. This is not even connect to Wi-Fi. My iPad and this just see each other over Bluetooth. I didn't have to connect on their Wi-Fi. Um, they just see each other. I plug this in, turn it on. My iPad sees it and I hit go. I just um, turn on AirPlay and it sees it, which is the most seamless like presentation option that I found. You do have Chromecast which can work with a PowerPoint on Android and iOS. I've not played with it. I don't know how steady it is or how reliable it is, but you could try that out. Google Slides is another option that's free. Keynote is free on uh, Mac and iOS, I'm pretty sure. Doceri is a really, really cool application. It's a whiteboarding application. They have it on Windows and on um, Mac and iOS. And I use it, you, you ever see those like uh, video scribes? where it's like they're, they're talking behind it and then they're, they're writing as they talk. Well, what you could do with Doceri is you can actually sit down and whiteboard out your whole message and then set these like, uh, they're called keyframes. So you say, I want it to write these four words and then stop, okay? So you write those four words and then you put a red balloon in, okay? And then you can write the next ones and put a red balloon in, then you put a white balloon. And I can actually create my entire sermon on whiteboard on iPad and then as I go, I just hit, I just hit play. So I'm talking, it's writing, it's drawing this stuff. I get pictures uh, from like Google images and trace them out with a little stylus. Take some time and energy, but you can create some really, really cool, special visual aids for your, for your talks, because kids, they just love these whiteboard videos that kind of come alive. So I've done a lot of fun stuff with that. Apple TV, of course, that's what this guy is, and PowerPoint, which you guys have probably heard of. Let's talk about Sermon Audio. Right now, I'm using a Rode SmartLav. I don't know if you saw this or not. It's a, it's a little lapel microphone that plugs into my phone. And it's recording using this Twisted Wave application on iOS. So I will actually have audio of this that I will post um, as long as I don't say something stupid. I will post this to, uh, to my podcast on my website because I'll have the audio of this talk. So if you want to capture, I do this sometimes in youth group because I want to hear how bad I am or work on my own stuff, okay? <laughs> or maybe you, wanna, maybe you do want to podcast your series. Um, another thing is uh, I can, I'll put it on sometimes and record 
at the beginning of youth group, like we have some pretty crazy rowdy kids that come sometimes. So I'll put it on, I'll just record myself the whole night and then I can go back and listen. How was my interaction with that student? Um, was I harsh? Was I, was I right there? Was I, was I listening right? Was I, you know, I can actually gauge, was I stressed out? And was I kind of over the line there? You know, I mean, it's just, it's one of those other tools that I can use to gauge myself. And then in a setting like this, where you want to record something quickly, that's great. Also, if you get an extension cord for this, which you can get on Amazon, plug it into your iPhone. So that when you shoot videos of people, you actually get good audio on an iPhone. It's awesome. I mean, it's not the best in the whole world, but it's about 79 bucks for the mic and it's, it's totally better than uh, the mic you have on your phone. So our testimony videos, that's what I use. I use this mic and a big long extension. I clip it on them. I, you know, set my uh, iPhone like six plus on a, like a stand or something, hit go and they record and then I can, I can chop it up in iMovie later. Audacity, you could use for editing audio. It's totally free. Does have a little bit of a learning curve. There's probably some other stuff out there. Um, I played with, you know, uh, Adobe Audition and and um, Pro Tools and the harder stuff. But this will this will get done pretty much everything you need to do. This is one of like my super secret weapons when it comes to audio and youth ministry. Um, if you are in a room like this, where there's like some sound system, or you have like a little stereo in your room, and you want to be able to play music, this is uh, Amazon Basics. Bluetooth audio receiver, they're 25 bucks on Amazon. You can connect your phone, your smartphone or your iPad or something that has Bluetooth and you can play your Spotify, you can play your music from your playlist and it plays off your phone. So you can be playing music while students are coming in Then it's time for the lesson, you hit pause and you can control the whole thing right in your pocket. And so that, that's awesome. I have one of these plugged into the sound system in our, in our like main auditorium. So I can play Spotify, I can play like music before the service. Um, we could play loop tracks for the band through this. If you're, I don't know if you guys are worship kind of minded. Like you could play so many cool things with this. 25 bucks, it's a no brainer. Uh, I got them everywhere. So, you know, those are just really cool tools to use. So let's talk about photography and website. Um, this is one of the, the, the best life hacks that I, I, I've done. Like two weeks ago, we had a big baptism Sunday. We had 17 people get baptized. It's a huge day, you know, big picnic and everything. And so I have a friend, Kelly Tunney, who has been shooting um, live theater photography for years since he, was, uh, since he was like in junior high. And he gets like these like National Geographic worthy pictures of like live theater. And so it clicked. I'm like, all the pictures we have of our church are pretty crappy. You know, it's, you might have good space or you might not have the best spaces and people in your church, they all have cameras and so they come and they take pictures and you get it done and you're like, oh, I don't want to put this on the website. It just looks bad. You know, I don't know if our people are just uglier than normal people, but this doesn't look like <laughs> website worthy pictures. It's just because, the, <laughs> you know what I mean? You're laughing because you've thought that. So, but it's like. I don't know, why do our pictures not look like that? What is the difference in our people? You know, is it just our people or our space? No, it's the way the photography is being done. And so a, a quality photographer, it's not about the camera that they have, like this guy back here, he's probably got an awesome camera. It's, right, you did, everybody's like looking at you, man. A great photographer knows how to capture the energy and the emotion in a moment. And so they'll capture that moment, they'll capture that one thing when you're, it looks like you're talking, but it feels like when you look at the picture, it's alive. Um, Kelly, um, I hired him, he came, he was there for five hours. He came to band practice and all through the baptism in the day. A lot of the pictures that I use, um, he took, he grabbed this picture. I'm in band practice, my son Lucas comes up and he has a question for me. Kelly's just hanging out, he captures this amazing photo that I can now use on social media to send a message and talk about our church and publish that. And it looks like, wow, they got, it looks like our, our building is awesome, which it's pretty cool. But you know, when, if I would have took that or someone else would have took it, it would look like, it would look horrible. So um, when you have a special event coming up with your youth that you've worked so hard to do and you spent all kind of money and you rented this stuff and you couldn't really afford it and you're hoping people show up, spend the extra 150 bucks, 200 bucks or something to get a local photographer that's really good to come out because they'll shoot 200 photos that you can use for the rest of the year to actually put on your website and look like you know what you're doing. Because the quality of your pictures on your social media and your website speak volumes about who you are. 
And it's not a matter of you doing anything different or being more professional. It's all about the eye of the person behind the camera. The other thing is you probably have lots of people in your church. I offended people when I brought Kelly in. It's not that their pictures are horrible. They just don't know what I'm looking for. So they're getting, why don't you guys group up together and I'll get a cool picture. That's not what I want. I want these candid moments that give life and meaning. And people are like, I want to be a part of that. So once you get somebody to come in and take those shots, then you can show them to the photographers in your church and say, these are the kind of things I'm looking for. And now, oh, okay, I'll, now they can take those and they can get it. So uh, totally worth his weight in gold. Kelly, check him out, um, kgtony.com. He's local. You could actually bring him in. Totally worth it. Um, website. When it comes to website, you can go cheap. You could go expensive. But what I care about most is can I get um, – Anybody in my church who is just even remotely computer-minded who can run Microsoft Word to be able to update our website and not hate me, okay? Because that's, I want it to be dead simple. And so the simplest thing that I found, because again, the tools need to serve the workflow, not the other way around, okay? If you have the, the, the tools, you know, try and, like this is the most awesome tool and it's, it's open source and I can run it myself. I did all that. I did all that stuff. I run Linux at home. I've, I have my own WordPress installations. I've run Joomla. I've run Drupal. I mean, you name it, I played with it. And I was like, I'm so cool. I could hack all this together. And my, I could never get anybody except me to run it, which means that's my life. And I, it, you can't do all the things you want to do if you're the only person doing it. So again, uh, I found Squarespace. And I was like, oh man, I'm a sellout, you know, this is like cookie cutter, but it's not. It's beautiful. They have amazing, beautiful templates. Their blogs are awesome. You can, imp you can put videos, you can put forms. You want people to sign up for an event, you can make a form like that. I trained a 17-year-old. She can make forms for our events uh, in no time. It's so easy and simple. Eight bucks a month if you buy it for a year, totally worth its weight in gold. Next up, let's talk about communication. Communication is massive, um, but communication is not just what you think. Communication to your volunteers is just as important as any other communication that you do. And so we, we have used a tool called Planning Center. I don't know if you use Planning Center or not. If you don't, you need to start using Planning Center. Planning Center, what it does is it allows you to create a template of your service. So we have our first song, we have welcome, we have our second song, third song, fourth song. We're gonna have a testimony video. We're gonna have offering. It creates this template of the service, and you can put all your music in there with your guitar chords. You can link it to the Spotify song. So if you have a worship team, you can schedule all your volunteers. So I can have uh, Marty assigned as keys. And so when I go in and I'm like, I need volunteers for this week, it auto assigns. It says, okay, Marty will be on keys and Corey will be on bass. And what's your name? Darren. Aaron? Darren. Darren, you want to play drums? Darren on drums, it already knows, and so it auto-assigns all those people, and I can plan four weeks ahead, and then I hit send, and it emails everybody, and it says, Marty, can you play these four weeks? And you can hit confirm or decline. And when you hit confirm, you have access to all the chord charts, you can go listen to the song if you don't know it, so when you show up, Marty, on Sunday morning at 8 a.m. to practice, you better know the song, because you've had four weeks. And all it took me was a Tuesday morning to get together and matrix it out. You can plan four at a time. It'll put like four weeks at a time, six weeks at a time, and you just drag the songs over. That's what I want to do. That's what I want to do. That's what I want to do. And then you hit, let's plan. It schedules out my people to run slides, people to run sound, <coughs> guest services team. You can schedule teachers, everything. You put them in there. They don't have email. It'll text them. They don't text. Okay, well... You could send them a text and they can call in yes or no and confirm. Uh, your volunteers can block out dates. What's your name, man? Lee. Lee? Yeah. That's a great name. That's my middle name. So Lee's going on vacation next week, so he can't, he can't play or he's not going to be here. So Lee can go in and say, I'm on vacation. So then when it schedules people, it won't put Lee in. It'll put Diane in. Okay. And it can auto-schedule all that stuff. It takes some work to set it up, but once you set it up, it just runs like this relentless, amazing, beautiful machine. And so that's the first thing I did is I got it all set up. Second thing I did is I spent a, like two days with the summer intern and taught them how to run it. This is how I pick songs. Now I don't even pick songs for the band anymore. She picks it. She schedules everybody. She runs the whole thing and communicates it out because I got myself out of the plan by getting the plan out of myself and getting it into a system. 
um, I could go in and I can, I can send an email to the whole band because the band is already tagged as to who plays what. I can just pull up the app, Planning Center, and say, hey guys, I'm thinking about playing some new songs. We need some Christmas songs, so bring your ideas. Let me know. Hit send. It sends it out to the whole band. Just like that. If they don't have email, text it to them. Like, it's such an amazing communications tool to communicate with your volunteers and keep everybody organized. The biggest thing about volunteering is I, I want to know what I'm, what's, what I'm supposed to do so I can be prepared before I get there. I don't want to show up and then you, like, hand me the music and then be, like, ripping it out of my hand. No, no, we're going to change the song. I was that guy. Okay, I was that guy. And, you know, I wonder, why don't people want to volunteer, man? Nobody wants to help around here. No, it's because it's a horrible volunteer experience and because I was jammed up in my head and didn't get it outside of myself. Planning center people. If you're in youth ministry, maybe your church has this, this kind of on lockdown and has like a people database and you get to use that. Some of you guys don't. Maybe you're in a smaller church venue or something. Planning center people is completely free. Planning center services is completely free to, to, um, to administer up to 15 volunteers. People is free for as many people as you want. You can put your whole youth group in here. You can put your parents in here. You can email them. You can create smart lists so you can say, I want to send an email to every student that was here in the last three months but missed last week. You can create that list. And then you can email it, hey, I missed you. And it'll say, hey, Marty, I really missed you the other night. This is, here's a link to the lesson that we talked about. Um, I want you to check that out because I really missed hanging out with you. And, it's, and then it says, hey, Lee. And I sent that email one time, but it fills in the first names. So you get it and you think that Pastor Ron spent time to email you personally. And this is, we have this set up, we have workflows set up for, for, um, for volunteer follow-up. And so there's people who visit our church who I don't, maybe I meet them in passing on a Sunday morning, but then like Wednesday, a week later, they email me back, thank you so much for that email, man. I'm sorry we weren't there this week. And I'm like, who is that? And I realized, oh yeah, we have an automated process and somebody who runs that process who's emailing them a video from me saying, thank you for, for visiting. We love you so much. Come back next week and get a free mug. Uh, I'm going to send you a testimony video. Like, It's automated. It runs. Meanwhile, I'm hanging out with my family instead of in the office emailing everybody and like freaking out about what I'm not doing. Um, MailChimp is free to get started. MailChimp connects with um, Planning Center. MailChimp's all about sending emails. You can create templates. So we have a template for first email when somebody visits, second email, after, like the second week when somebody visits. You can set all these things up in a system and a process. And then in Planning Center, you can actually create workflows where you can put a new person in and then they go through a process and you can assign that process to different volunteers. Okay, it's all about systems. Let's talk about text messaging. Text and messaging, some of these tools are free, some of them cost a little bit. A long time ago, I started using um, Google Voice because I wanted to track every text message that I sent to teenagers and that they sent to me. And Google Voice used to not allow picture messaging, so that was another way for me to, um, me to make sure that I was covered and had some accountability so they could never say I sent them a text with a picture or they sent me a picture. Now, Google Voice does allow picture messaging, but it's still all tracked. So I could go back four years and see every text message that I sent a student. So just as far as accountability um, in ministry, nowadays it's, it's a dangerous world, okay? It's just a dangerous world, there's lots of stuff. So that, that kind of covers, covers me and it's just a kind of peace of mind. Also, since it's not my real cell phone number, I could block anybody. I could go and I could just say mute them and you know I could give it out and I'm not worried about it, I can give it out to everybody and not worried, and I can set times when it will ring my phone, times when it will go directly to voicemail, and things like that. Um, some really cool stuff you could set up with this. You could set up a text, a Google Voice for your youth ministry, and then reroute those phone calls to different volunteers or different team members based on time of day or week. So you're on call this week, so you're gonna get the Google Voice. So any team that texts is going to this guy. Um, and that way, you can have a real day off. Okay, you could have a real day. Hey, Monday's my day off. Maybe you have that really trusted volunteer that's really awesome. And Monday's my day off. So can I send, can I forward the youth text messages to you on Mondays only? Will you do that for me? And you could set that up and then it's done. And then now you're actually hanging out with your kids and your family. Um, Remind is free. It used to be Remind 101. It's, it's designed for school teachers to communicate with students. But it's cool because they can, they can text the short code and sign up on your list. And then they're part of your, your kind of small group list, and then you can use the app 
to just send a text blast, a one text message out to your whole youth group um, that's on this list. Um, Textit.in is like the Jedi magic tool of text messaging. It is amazing. It's awesome. Um, Textit.in is a, it's a, what would I call it? It's like a, it's an application building platform. So this is a little nerdy, but if you're a little nerdy, you could do this. You can create these workflows where, okay, you text something to this number with this, with this code. Um, say, we have text the word ride to 3 Calvary. So that triggers a flow. So if you text ride 3 Calvary, it will say, awesome, you want to ride to church. Let's get some of your information. Let's start. What's your, what's your name? Okay, then you text back your name. Thank you so much. We need your address so we can pick you up. What's your address? You type in your address. And then it says, okay, Marty, that's awesome. Thank you for your address. I can't wait to pick you up. What grade are you in so we know which service to pick you up for? Oh, I'm in sixth grade. Okay, Marty, this is the information I got. I have Marty in sixth grade at this address coming to church at 5.30 p.m. next Tuesday. Does that look correct to you? Yeah, that's great. Awesome, Marty. I can't wait to see you. That text message with Marty, sixth grade, and your address just went to my driver. It goes automatically to the drivers, the driver pool who goes out and picks people up. So they, he gets a text message, the guy who's driving the bus says, oh, Marty once picked up, he's in sixth grade and he lives here. I didn't have to do anything. Like, so it's, you could set those kind of workflows up. I had um, text the word baptism, three Calvary, register to get baptized. You could set up a workflow. What's your t-shirt size? You know, all this stuff. And then that, all the people who do that, it also goes into a spreadsheet on this text that you can export out to Google Docs and have all the information of everybody who signed up all by text message. You could do amazing, magical things with textit.in. It's really cool um, just for those quick things. Hey, I want a quick response. Just text it. You know, I didn't have time to go to the website. We'll just text it. Um, it's really cool. You can build some neat things. Um, you can also set up group texts so you can have, you know, people can join and you can text back and forth to a whole group. It does amazing things. You do have to pay for credits um, and set that up, but it's worth it. Slack is the messaging system that we use for our team. So all of our volunteers, we try to get them on Slack. And then we have separate chat rooms based on the teams. So we have a Wednesday night. So everybody who volunteers on Wednesday night is in the Slack Wednesday. So I can text out a message. It goes to everybody who is, who is on the Wednesday night team. We have a pastoral support one, which is just like the pastoral staff. So we can text and ask questions. And it's not in a group chat, iMessage nightmare. So, so that way you're not getting all the messages and it's going crazy. You can just get the ones you want. You can mention people. Slack is amazing for teams and messaging like that. Okay, projection and media. We use Easy Worship right now, which is a Windows software, just because it's dead simple. You can train a monkey to run that thing once you get it set up. Like seriously, you can walk in with three minutes before the service starts and I can train you how to run it. Like anybody, you just click, 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 click. It's so simple. So that's what we've been using. We're going to be switching to ProPresenter because it has uh, more features and some of the things like that. It's pretty awesome. PCO Projector, Planning Center. So you plan your, you plan your service on Planning Center. They have an iOS app called Projector that automatically puts all the lyrics and everything in for the songs that you planned, which is magical. So then you could run it off an iPad connected to an Apple TV like this. Another app, OnSong, for iOS. They're working on Android version. OnSong, if you're a guitar player, um, you can put all of your chords in there instead of carrying around the giant binder. It's an amazing app. I've had it since day one when they first released. And it also does screen projection of lyrics. So while you're playing along, you can have somebody tapping and changing. You can have a pedal. It's an amazing app for, um, for kind of worship and that sort of thing. Projection. Um, Check-in registration and, ch and tracking. Check-in, tracking, surveys, events, registration, um, all of these things are, are, are important. So Google Forms is one of the Jedi Knight tools that a lot of people don't know about. It's completely free. Um, you can create a form on Google. You go to your Google Docs and you create a form, and all you have to do is put in the information that you want. So you can put name, address, phone number, or you could ask questions. You could set up registration forms, and it gives you a URL, like a web address, that anybody can go to and fill out the form. And it dumps all of that information into a Google spreadsheet. So we had an all-nighter. Well, I had my volunteers. I set up a Google form. 
I text the link or Slack the link to the Google form to the volunteers running registration, they all have iPhone or some smartphone. They pull the link up and the first kid walks up. All right, let me enter your information. They enter their information, submit. Next, enter the information, submit. What game do you want to play? You want to be on three on three basketball? Okay, we check that box. Submit, 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 submit. After registration's done, we print out the spreadsheet and we've got all the information and we're ready to go. Um, it's, it's just really cool. It's a great way to collect information from students um, as they're coming in. It's just a quick and dirty check-in or um, event registration. You can just kind of hack anything together. Um, I use it in my accountability group. I got a Google form. I meet with a, a accountability group of pastors every week and we have questions that we answer so we can just answer the questions. Uh, you, so in your small groups, you know, you're, you're meeting with your guys or your gals that can have questions, Google Forms. Squarespace also does forms beautifully. It will dump it into a Google spreadsheet, PCO Planning Center, check-ins. Um, you pay a little bit for that, but you can get the iPad app, Android app. They have iPad and Android um, to check in your students. Great for check-ins. It's kind of the best one that I found. And then churchmetrics.com. This is the last one. Um, I, use, I used to use Google Forms to track everything. But I had one of my volunteers, I would, I would always forget to count how many students were there, how many made decisions for Christ, how many made other decisions. So I created a Google form and said, hey, Sarah, would you fill this out every week? And so she started filling it out. Now we're moving to Church Metrics, which is free. It's a free app. You could track attendance. You can track contributions. You can track decisions made, all kinds of cool stuff you could track. Why is it important to track? Because when you go to your board or your boss or parents, or you write those emails, you can go and look back and say, we've had 25 kids come to know Christ over the last three months. And that's something to celebrate about. Thank you so much for supporting the youth ministry here. You could check that. I, I've done youth ministry 15 years. My first 10 years at the end, when they all went off to college and left me and broke my heart, I kind of sat and wallowed in pity for several months thinking I was a failure. And it's because I didn't track anything. And then, you know, I stay longer, and then they come back, and they get married and stuff like that, and just they talk about things that happened in their life, but I didn't track it. Now I track everything, so I can see what God is doing in our youth ministry, and I can share that. So I can tell the board, hey, look what God's doing, so why don't you fund some more, you know? <laughs> right? Just bottom line, it's, you know, maybe it's justifying your job or whatever, all that fun stuff. If you track it, then you know, and it adds up pretty quick. All right, lastly, show me the money. Um, if you are a youth ministry at a church that does not support youth ministry, that happens. Okay, there's the small church, and they don't have online giving. Um, how many of your churches have online giving available? Okay. How many of you um, get money for your youth group through that? Okay, that's cool. So you could actually set up online giving as a youth ministry. Moon Clerk is 15 bucks a month. It's the cleanest most awesome inline giving solution available. So if your church has its own website solution and it's something, you could just copy paste the code from Moonclerk into a page on your youth page and people can give reoccurring donations. So you know that thing where you do like the fundraisers and you work really hard and you make 200 bucks and you hate your life? Um, you could go around, you could actually have students go around and say, hey, would you give five bucks a week to send a kid to camp? And so, yeah, that's great. Okay, let's sign you up, <laughs> right? They could do it on their iPhone. They could sign them up right there. And then once people set up a reoccurring donation, they rarely ever cancel it. Okay, I'm probably giving money to, I don't know how many, three, four charities. I don't even know, but I'm not going to cancel it, right? It just happens. Once you set it up, it just goes in perpetuity. Um, so that, that's amazing to just set that up as a fundraiser, and then you know projected how much money's coming in. Also, for kids to pay for camp, to do pre-registration, things like that, you could set up your custom forms so that they could pay online, okay? Because, you know, they didn't remember the check and they didn't get money from grandma and whatever. Have, have multiple ways for them to pay for their events. Um, we're we're going to be using, um, right now we're using Easy Tithe because it ties in with Fellowship One, which we're moving away from. Um, and we're gonna be switching to planning center giving because it ties into the people database, tracks all the contributions, and can do the uh, like uh, contribution statements and all that fun stuff. So and that's really cool. All right, so to, to finish up, your technology should serve your workflows, not the other way around. Get the plan out of you so that you could get yourself out of the plan and help your volunteers be empowered to do these things. Use the lists. Um, 
make sure you're answering the what to do, why do we do it, and how do we do it here, and that that's clear, that somebody can go find that information, that you can print that out and put it in someone's hand so they know exactly what they're supposed to do. And finally, you think I'm crazy because of all this communication and the emails and the texting, how can I ever do that? The reality is every week you're communicating with all of your constituent groups. You're communicating with parents, you're communicating with volunteers, you're communicating with donors, you're communicating with students. You're either telling them, look what God's doing, look what God's about to do, look what, God, what we're praying that God will do, or you're saying, you know what, nothing remarkable happened this week. Nothing really remarkable happened this week, so I got nothing to say. Maybe you should show up for youth group, maybe you shouldn't, it's going to be the same all night. But if you get that text message, you get that email, you get that, then it's like, man, are you, even if they don't read it, they're like, holy cow, our youth group is so doing things. And you're not doing anything you weren't doing before. It's not like you're doing more. You're just documenting it and telling people about it. And all of a sudden, they're like, wow, our youth group is so active. All because there's more that, that top of mind awareness, that communication. Um, so make sure you're doing that. Finally, um, it is about... Uh, 2.07, so we've got probably 10 minutes-ish for question and answer. So what questions do you guys have? And if you ask a question, I'll give you a mint. <laughs> Is Google Forms the one that we would use to do like an online pre-registration for Bible school? Okay. BBS, you know, say go right. to website, sign up ahead of time. If you want to hack it together and do it quick and easy, Google Forms would totally take care of that for you. We do that, or if you have like Squarespace, you could do that. But Google Forms would totally do that. You could set up the Google Form. One of the tricks that I use is, I don't know what your website has, but a lot of times you could do forwarding addresses on your website. Mm -hmm. So you could say, uh, what's your church website? Uh, WashingtonFirstNazarene.org. WashingtonFirstNazarene.org slash Bible School. Okay. And then that could reroute to the Google Form. Okay. And you could just build that in your website and do that. Right. And you can, and on Google Forms, you can actually have notifications set up so that every time a new registration comes in, it emails somebody. Okay. So it emails the person you want to know about it, and then they can take care of the rest. BBS starts that night, that afternoon, we can dump it all into one spreadsheet? It's automatically dumped into one spreadsheet. Okay. And you can have that shared with whoever needs it. They can look at it at the same time, they can edit it, and everybody sees all the changes. It's, it's a really great tool. But yeah, Google Forms, totally free. It's a no-brainer. Okay. Great question, Marty. What's your name? Uh, I'm Darren. Darren, Thank the you. drummer? Yes. Um, so uh, follow-up's a big thing within my youth ministry, mm -hmm. and, I'm, and you described some amazing stuff to automate it. We missed you. We love you, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. the, the database my church uses is ancient, and they don't want to do get use? out of it. Uh, Servant Keeper. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> right? I, sure. Judging by your reaction, you've heard I've of it. Heard so of it. I've, I've researched them all. Like, yeah, and it's not web-based. Because <laughs> they're almost all crap. Yeah, so, it, yeah, it is. It's crap because we our, our youth facility, um, we network with the local Y, so mm -hmm. our actual building isn't where our church is. Okay. It's about a couple minutes away. So, so I, I don't have any access. What I would do is I would use Planning them. Center People, okay. which is completely free, okay. and start your own database. All right. And you could create workflows. So when you add a new person, you can dump them into a workflow, and you can have like your youth team assigned to make a follow-up text or phone call, and it will ping them and say, like it has a workflow. It has step one, two, three, four. So maybe step one is call from youth pastor, and then step two is text message from youth leader. Okay. Step three is We have that friendly. in writing, but it's not connected to anything. You can actually you know, make it all digital and assign different people to it in that um, planning center people okay. completely free. And there's some, is there, okay, and, and can that connect to like a texting service? And to it like connects to MailChimp. Okay, all right. So you yeah. could use that. Uh, it can also export to like a CSV. Okay. Um, and there's, there, I think they have an API they're working on, so it might work with some other, I don't know how nerdy you are, but it might, <laughs> it might work with like a, a, a Twilio, like text messaging service. Okay. I know they're yeah. working on texting, Sweet. but it's, it's amazing. It's free. It's, yeah. it's a no-brainer. I would we, totally we just... planning center. I just haven't used people yet. I would, so. I would totally use it. I would just start running my own database for youth right. out of that. Okay. Thanks, man. Yeah. What are the questions you guys got? Mints. <coughs> Lee, I know you got a question, man. You, you just want a mint. <laughs> Can I have a mint? That was the question. <laughs> what, what's your name, man? Josh. 
Josh? Um, out of all the programs that you just... This is why I'm a nerd, okay. You know, what would you say is, like, obviously the planning center seems like a big one for you, but sort of for your average youth worker, um, what would you say that would go to, like, I mean, you're at iPad, you have, like, probably 100 apps on there. Yeah, so... Um, Are you clicking them all every week, or is there one that you were just, like, every week, this is the first one that I look at on so Monday? That would probably be... The, the, the two main ones, i got to have two. Planning Center is, is just massive because it's, you know, for organizing all the volunteers and scheduling people. The other one is Nosby. You know, whether you pick Nosby, Basecamp, or Asana, to be able to have workflows set up. So we have a baptism. We got a baptism template. So what next baptism we plan in three months, six months, I can hit baptism. It creates the whole project, assigns all the tasks to the people, the notifies baptism team. Like, that's just magical. So setting up a project management that's team-based and getting your people to kind of buy into it so they know what their job is, it's just huge. Um, it's amazing to, because that's the first step really to getting other people to do part of your job so that you don't kill yourself and so you can rest like Doug was talking about. Uh, now in What's your name? Center, Jeremy. Jeremy. Um, in Planning Center and all these others, uh, is there a capability of uh, scheduling and linking to social media? I know we're yep. talking a lot about texting. Uh, does Planning Center look, work like Hootsuite or something like that where you can schedule uh, Facebook posts, tweets, Instagram, so, those types of things? Yes and no. Okay. With Planning Center, you can you can, I can share like the set list for this Sunday. I can hit publish set list, and it puts all the song names in the, like the hashtag for this week's. So it'll do that. Um, it will also tie in, like, if you're scheduled to run slides this week, it can ping your Facebook, and you can uh, approve through that. Okay. But it doesn't actually manage Post posting, things like that. It's more about your volunteer It's more about the volunteer communication than actual gotcha. social media. And as far as, like, using Hootsuite and things like that, really the problem with those things is that Facebook depreciates posts from uh, a buffer or Hootsuite, or TweetDeck, or something like that. So you really kind of want to just go schedule in the native tool, which is a pain, but they do depreciate it, and it won't necessarily show up in people's feeds as much as if you use those tools. So it used to not be like that, but in the last year, they've put some kind of some stuff on it. Anybody else with questions? Marty, you don't Can get another minute. <laughs> Can we email you and ask you questions another time? Would that be okay? Sure. I mean, you're going to say no in this setting. We're not, you're not going to let us? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, you can email me. I may or may not answer. But <laughs> no, totally. Um, you, can, you can find all the slides um, at pastorhudson.com. And on pastorhudson.com, there's my contact information. So it's Ron at pastorhudson.com. Real hard. Um, so yeah, absolutely. Um, we may have time for one more question. Actually, this is starting. We better go. Talk to you later. Time. Go ahead. Um, I know, like, especially my senior high, they all have their smartphones, iPhones, uh -huh. whatever. Is there something they can use, like, during, like, the like the youth talk that would pull up something, like, because they have mild texting or looking? Yeah. Is there something they can use that goes along with maybe your talk that they can have yes. right there on their phone? So, oh, this is cool. They can have mm -hmm. it see what I'm talking about. So, they could use a Bible app. But Uversion actually has what's called Uversion Live, which you can actually put in your sermon notes. You could put in like um, tweet things, like so your big points of the message you can put in as tweets that they could just hit the button and it tweets it out. Um, it can have the verses all in there. It can have links to a YouTube video or other things. So you can actually fill all that in. It's Uversion Live. It is kind of a pain. I have it. I've used it a couple times. But if you're going to use it, then use it all the time and use it consistently. But that's another step that's going to have to go on a project somewhere for someone to go in and fill that information out and build the live. So if you have the staff and the people to do it, by all means, go for it. But it is, it is more work. It was too much work for me uh, to just be able to, to manage by the time I'm building all the slides and media and fun stuff. So, but if you have a volunteer who's like, I would love to do this, then by all means, go for it. So it's about 2.15 now. So the next session starts in 15 minutes. I'll hang out here until then if you guys want to ask me more questions. Thank you. You guys have been awesome. 
All right, well, that's going to do it for this week. You can find everything I'm doing at PastorHudson.com. And join us next week for the Team Podcast, where I talk about the Catalyst One Day that I'm going to tomorrow, where I get to see Andy Stanley and Craig Rochelle speak. So hopefully there'll be some good information to bring back from that, and I will talk about it next week. So see you then. God bless. God bless.